All right, what's up, everybody? We're back. This week, we're sitting down with Groovy Nilo. Groovy Nilo? Groovy Nilo, yes. G-R-G-O. Okay, okay. So we've actually worked, but I was running so I was wearing so many hats, I didn't even get to really chop it up with you, man. So thank you for sitting down with me. Uh, you killed the show. Like, like everybody wants you to come back. So you absolutely killed it. Uh, you, you were on my only show in Quincy um, this year so far. So, kind of hit people with an interesting fact about Groovy Nilo. Oh, man. Interesting fact about Groovy Nilo is I'm incredibly versatile. I got a lot of different things, a lot of different flavors that come with me, and that's, like, the thing I hang my hat on the most. Yeah? Word. Yeah. So, All right. You know. So, you talk about... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Joe, just whatever you're feeling, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you look through my catalog, you should be able to find something. Word. Yeah, really rock with it. yeah. Word. So you talk about flavors, man. Which bag do you like to get in the most? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say it's like the baby, like, low-key. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'll um, give you a shit. Yeah, I, I like doing that and, like, turning it up, having a good time. I think that's, you know, when I'm in my, my biggest element. But uh, I do got, like, a commercial side, a conscious side, and... um. I do like to tell stories too. So, uh, I got, I got a lot I can do, but the definitely like the, the almost like club banger, but like bars type deal is my thing. Or you got a good mix going on. That's awesome, man. So <laughs> let's kind of get into your journey, man. You know, you got a lot to it. So how would you describe your journey so far in music? It's very funny. I started, I, I mean, I'm always going to say I started too late. You know, there's no time like the present, but, uh, Word. I started in college, uh, just off of the strength that my friends had some dope music and I've always rapped with them and stuff like that. And I asked my girlfriend at the time to buy me a mic off of Amazon and I started making music on GarageBand and, uh, my first song got like over a thousand plays on SoundCloud, so I was lit from there. Facts. I would I would have hit the ground running too. <laughs> That's what's up. What was your first song? Um, I've been ra- I I've been racing. It's my first song. Okay. Uh, is it still up? Actually... Uh, so. the, the first one. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. The, the first ones usually don't stick around too long after. <laughs> After you yeah. kind of get the feel for it, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but shit, that I, I finally did that uh, on my own time, and uh, kind of didn't look back after that. It was pretty well received, so I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So you pretty much were around friends. You were making music. You're like, "Fuck it, why not me?" Uh, no, nah, we would just rap all the time, like freestyle, literally all the time. We'd be getting fried in the room. Next thing you know, there's a beat playing and everybody's rapping. And I was never bad. I was always, you know, pretty solid. I feel like my yeah, I had a little sauce, and uh, I would like, I, I would always make hooks and stuff like that, and it it works. Yeah. So, yeah. so with with you pursuing music in college, why do you feel like you got such a late start? uh basketball <laughs> yeah yeah my whole life so um i dropped out and kind of like what do i do from here type thing but it started before i dropped out so i don't really know how to explain 
you know, kind of the the drop off between being an everyday basketball player to like trying to really pursue music. Um, but they were kind of going on in this at the same time, and then one dropped off, and the other just kept going. Yeah, dang, that's that's kind of quite a turn, man. What what happened with basketball? If you don't mind me asking. Nah, just grades. I hate school. So, it word, dude, word. It took me a little bit. It, I waited until my last year, literally, to say fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. Sure. And I'm like, man, it happens. <laughs> no, it it does. It does. I I took a gap year and then took another gap year. So I I get it. I get it. Yeah. For real. Um. So would you say music is more of your passion these days? Then. Or do you miss the court sometimes? I play. I play all the time. Uh, there, there's, I, it never leaves. Yeah, ever. I coach and I play. Like, so um, I'm in a men's league competitively now, and I think I have been ever since I was not playing. So, <laughs> Word. Yeah, it, it never goes away. It never goes away. Ever. I'm too competitive. Okay, so with that said, what are some of the challenges like that you faced in music? Uh, oh, really? It's just the funding. Like, it took me a long time to realize that you need to. I mean, unless like some <clears throat> dumb luck happens, or I don't even call it dumb luck, but like, there's a right place and the right time for everything. So, like, um, I feel like funding was. It took me a while to realize that you got to spend money to make money. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Kind of it, involved uh and be around those entities that can see you and take you to a different level you do as an artist coming up have to spend some money um and it took me a little bit to realize that and go for it with your heart you know what i'm saying like fully do it yeah um and so once i kind of got that grasp a little bit i've been you know on a little incline i think a little incline we're getting there <laughs> yeah no that's good because i'd so let me ask you this. When you first started off, did you think it was just going to be like one hit record? And did you also kind of have that mindset? Because that is what most people come into music thinking. Like, I just need one record, one person. That's it. Yeah. Um. No, because like it was almost like after I saw what the first one could do, I'm like, ah, it's like a hot. You know what I'm saying? I want to do it again type shit. Yeah. Um, and like making music was fun i would literally like come in after practice or come in after class set up my little actually i take that back now nah, at night because when everything was done practice and school was done i would go into the uh dorm room lobby and they would have like a bunch of extra closets and like um desks set up in there and i would literally like square off a corner and make my own little studio have my laptop in there with my mic and reward record music for hours and would just do that every time the day was over and then they would take it down in the morning and I would be pissed because I have to build it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay I, I and I, I feel that because my first because I started out making music and my first um, setup was a sock over my mic and it hung over the bar in my dorm room closet and same thing you just make it work you got to make it work. And then, you know, like I said, the, the quality is not going to be the greatest usually when you're starting out. But the people who fuck with it, my homies were fucking with it and stuff like that. And seeing them fuck with it made me only want to do it more. So Yeah. 
So you spoke about like some of the financial challenges that come with it. Um, oh, yeah. Ever since getting over that hurdle, what's been some of the what's been some of the things you've accomplished? Oh, um, I mean, I guess social media presence has definitely boosted a bit um, from spending money, uh, but also just getting my I've met a lot of like really dope people in the industry, and you know what I'm saying. I've, presented some pretty good opportunities for myself just by like not being afraid to put myself out there and with that comes being able to you know having a job sustaining a job and then spending money you know towards your dream so that's yeah exactly kind of what i would do on whether it was like 150 dollars for a slot 150 dollars for three songs like three 300 for you know what i'm saying to come perform here or go to fucking Ohio and it's this, you know what I'm saying? Like I would do everything that I possibly could. And if, um, it was usually like, you know, around the hundred dollar type things or $40 go perform at this open mic or there's a slot contest, something like that. But, um, I wouldn't miss an opportunity. I tried not to. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, it sounds like you've done a lot on the road. Do you think yeah. that uh, that do you think that's helped with your performance? Because I was low key like blown away at how you handled the crowd and everything. I was, uh, I was definitely intrigued. I was like, yeah, I got to bring him back because there's, like, I don't know if you saw Kamari. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, you might have saw him at Freon's, but I don't know if you saw him at the first both. one. Oh, you saw it both? Yeah. I saw, okay. I, I I figured. I don't know. He had a look about him. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when I saw you perform, I was like. Oh yeah, so if I get you like me as a promoter, I'm plotting like because I prefer to throw good shows, so I'm right. plotting. So I'm like, yo, if I get him and him and him on the roster, that's shut down. So I was blown away. So just to get back to my question, um, from do you think the sacrifice and the financial uh payments that you made to do those showcases have helped you as a performer? Oh yeah, it helped me as a performer, hundred percent. Um, I think almost every single time I've like thought of a way to like integrate the crowd somehow or like come up with my own thing. And then every single time I go out there, I kind of have like my own identity and there's certain things that I do every performance that like get the crowd involved and like look good aesthetically for like photos or whatever. And then also it's just like live, <laughs> like yeah. feel it, you know? Well, yeah, that really has helped me, hundred percent. So you wouldn't trade any of that for the experience you've gotten. Uh, I mean, if you were telling me I was going to be on the Billboard 100 instead of doing all that, I don't know. But, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, I've definitely enjoyed every bit of it. Um, like just the, and there's been you know sometimes where you have like the self-doubt after you do like performances or stuff like that, like where people really fuck with it or not. But to be honest with you, and this isn't even me just being like cocky about the shit, but like every single time, you know, somebody will come up to me and be like, Hey, like I really fuck with your performance and stuff like that. Or let me follow you or something like that. And yeah. so that kind of like lets me know if I can just get on a bigger stage or something like that and put all this performance stuff that I've been doing together I'll really be, you know, where I want to be. Yeah, because it only takes one, man. It only takes one. Exactly. <laughs> I want to keep on hitting at the rock until it breaks. 
Word. All right, so let's get into it. You chose Behind the Lyrics. All right, what's up? It's Groovy Nilo, and this is No Way. I started off like, ah? Like, how you want a second chance? Girl, you a bop like D-Lo dance. Red beam on that pistol. I'm like solo with the hands. Generous as fuck. That's how I feel when I throw bands. Cop the Bentley truck. I'm in that Tonka off the gas. Venomous as fuck. I see the snakes up in the grass. Kobe Bentley, but I'm like power. I'm off the gas off. Unable to sit because I've been rapping my ass off. I pulled up in that brand new whip and they like groovy. No way. Pulled up with the baddest bitch and they like groovy. No way. Was broke, I left, but now I'm back and paid like groovy. No way. No way. But yes way, I pulled up in that brand new whip and they like groovy. No way. Pulled up with the baddest bitch and they like groovy. No way. Was broke, I left, but now I'm back and paid like groovy. No way. No way. But yes way, I said... Molly with that perk, you'll lose your future if you mask off. Houston Rockets shit, now my whole team, we finna blast off. I was broke back then, but now Young Groovy took his cast off. Don't play that in the club, I told that DJ, turn that trash off. I pulled up in that brand new whip and they like Groovy, no way. Pulled up with the baddest bitch and they like Groovy, no way. Was broke, I left, but now I'm back and paid like Groovy, no way. No way. But yes, way. <laughs> so give us the meaning behind this. Um, I chose behind the lyrics because I kind of I released a song uh, recently, uh, I believe last month, if not earlier this month. Uh, and this song, and specifically, like when I was writing it and when I was recording it, I knew it was gonna be like one of those ones as I'm performing it people have no choice but to rock with. And the part that I like chose to go over is the part that like amps people up the most. And I think it's, uh, you know, something like when I perform it, it's something you really want to be a part of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so what do you hope listeners kind of take away when they hear this song? Um, nah, I just, I just, just lose everything. You know what I'm saying? Lose everything. <laughs> It's all sense of where you are, you know what I'm saying? Scream out the lyrics, whatever you like, hear your favorite song and you're riding in the car and like you're screaming lyrics. That's how I want you to feel when you hear that. And whether if it's like a game situation, you got to go play somebody or you're getting ready for work or you're about to hit the gym, that's this is that like amp up. Word. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, yeah, no doubt. So we'll we'll get back to the interview a little bit. So, um, in your opinion, though, what role does music have, like on society, in your eyes? Yeah, it's a, a very large role on society, like hip hop. And I, we can speak hip hop specifically, and then go into in general. I mean, there's just so many things like hip-hop or music in general ties into sports it ties into politics it ties into your love life it ties into your biggest achievements your biggest failures um you know the things you aspire to be the things that you were there isn't 
a, a category on this planet that music doesn't touch. I feel like so uh, very important, and uh, you know it'll always bring you back to a place. A song is not always going to be new, but some songs are just always new to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, so. Do you have any songs that sometimes after you he- haven't heard it for a while, it feels like the first time you've heard it? Currently, I don't know what the hell it is with this song, but like for the last maybe like year and a half I've been listening to I Love You, I Hate You by Playboy Cardi damn near every day. I don't know what it is about the song. I mean, the production on it is crazy and then just the melodies for the hook is nuts, but it's a lit vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw it live too. That helps. Yeah. I I would agree. I, I think that sells the music more because you, like you said earlier, you feel it. You feel it? Where'd you see it live? Uh, in Chicago. He came to uh, Summer Smash last summer. He headlined. Um, and I don't need, I, I wasn't the biggest Playboy Cardi fan, but I really had an open mind, like going into that night, Sunday night, that, you know, whatever, like, let's, let's let it rock, see what happens. And it yeah. ended up literally probably my most listened to artist over the last year and a half now. <laughs> All of his live performance. <laughs> yeah. After the live performance, that set everything off. I was hooked. No bad. Yeah. Yeah, my pits were, I was in the mosh pits. Those were fun. Um, and then I just started listening to the rest of the, the catalog. And I've, of course, fucked with a couple Cardi songs like Sky and uh, Magnolia and stuff like that before. And aren't yeah. deep, like, nothing like how I'm listening now. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. Would you say Cardi is one of your favorite artists today? Yeah, easily. Um, definitely. He's just, he's almost like Thug to me in in a way where, like, he just made music really his own. I, yeah, he was inspired by some people, you know what I'm saying? And he's low-key inspired by Chief Keef, but that's a different conversation. Uh, <laughs> a different conversation. There's some there's some, there's some Chief Keef-inspired Cardi, but... um. Nah, he he definitely really made music his own, I feel like, and invented himself in a couple different ways, and every time it's been more successful than the last, damn near. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah. all right, so after saying all that, do you kind of incorporate that into how you handle music, too? Not yet. Uh, I think, um, I don't want to say I'm like, throwing a hundred or taking a hundred swings at and trying to get it you know what i'm saying but like i want to put out like almost as much as possible to find which niche is kind of sticking the most and then like for like a first like studio project or something like that i would really want to like hammer away at that that would be dope yeah yeah yeah, if there's like a single that I'm releasing uh, this summer that really pops off, um, I want to kind of like maybe release a couple more singles or like a small project in that realm. Yeah. And then, um, and then show people I can do everything else after that. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. Sorry, man. Excuse me one moment. No, you're good. My bad, man. <laughs> but, um, Okay, so no, you were saying you haven't yet. You're waiting to find your niche. 
And I think that's smart to experiment until you find what sticks. That's what a lot of professionals say when it comes to just the podcast that I listen to. They're like, find what works and then double down on it. And it sounds like that's kind of your game plan going forward. Is that right? At least just for the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I feel like I can do a lot of different things to uh, appeal to a lot of different demographics, a lot of different group of pe- groups of people. And um, whether that's making like story music, like boom, bap, kind of Kanye West, Mac Miller, um, I can do that. Or if it's like turning up like Yeet, Playboy, Cardi, or like Futurish, I can do that too. Yeah. And everything in between. So that's just one of the first blocks, I guess I want to, shit that before i touch on everything else no i think that's a solid game plan man truly and so with with that going on um when you get in the lab and you're deciding on like what's your process go go through your process for recording and um because you've been posting a lot of clips of work uh work the one you recently um posted so uh, kind of go through your recording process. How do you do, how do you choose your beats or and things of that nature? Oh man, Re- recording process. I usually like to go in um, with something like recorded in my head, basically. Uh, so I should be able to um, recite it pretty easily once I get there, get in the booth. Um, it, whether I'm reading it off of my phone I've, or just doing it off of memory, but I've gone over it like 50 times already before I get in the studio. So that way I can, uh, yeah, I can, um, just like pick out different things that I find like different imperfections in the flows or something like that. If I hear it out loud. Um, and I think that definitely is the way that I like to go in. Yeah. Sure. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. So when do you, when you're searching for beats to use, do you have sp- specific producers that you work with? Are you looking for? A, I mean, you're obviously not looking for a specific sound because it sounds like you you like to experiment with everything. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you kind of go about finding your beats? And do you just let it come to you, or do you sit on it until it does come to you, or do you hunt around until something strikes? Like one of the first months I started like making my own music in college, I connected with this dude from YouTube, uh, who at the time was like 16 in Switzerland making beats and stuff like that. He's been like my best friend ever since. So he throws me, shout out to him. His name is Husseini, H-U-S-E-Y-I-N-Y. Um, uh, he's, he's been my producer mainly probably recorded like 85% of my songs. Um, and he's thrown me, you know, love beats and stuff like that all the time. We worked on a song together. Uh, but yeah, I still like talk to him to this day. He's currently in the army because after you hit a certain age in Switzerland, you have to spend yeah. a year in the army. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what he, that's what he's doing currently. But he's he's almost done, and he's gonna be excited to get back making music and stuff like that. Damn, the power of the internet, bro. That's crazy yeah and i'm one of those dudes man i'll I'll literally like if you do something dope a i'll let you know b i'll give you credit c i will work i'm gonna work with you on it after (laughs) you know yeah yeah dang that that's that's really dope that's really dope that's that's my that's my brother i've seen him grow so much it's crazy um and like the blacked out 
in Switzerland. Okay. Go ahead, you can pick up on that. Um, yeah, he's just been my he's just been my boy. Uh and he's currently in the army, but he'll be back and uh he's recorded a good majority of my songs and blacked out the my biggest song uh, streaming wise and like music video wise and performance wise too as well it's uh it is one that he recorded and everybody thinks that that is like one of the craziest beats that they've heard so i, I really fuck with that yeah that's what's up man i still think that's crazy uh that's the power of the internet man so you, you guys have never met in person either i take it just maybe facetimed or zooms or something Never met in person. We FaceTimed a bunch, Snapchat a lot, and uh, Instagram a lot. But uh, we we do have have the goal, you know, to really yeah. get over here in person. Um, That's and, dope. And and work on it and work on a lot of W's and just show him the United States and stuff like that. Or if I have to go over there, I'll fucking do it. But yeah, uh, we, we got to do it soon. That's awesome, man. So yeah. uh, just to kind of keep this moving uh forward um how do you kind of navigate uh between like your creative expression and your commercial success you, you're saying he helped you out with blackout and people are um so what what about blackout really stands out what do, what's the common thing you hear about that um blackout is like probably the best song that can describe me as an artist i think because um like at the time it was like COVID had just broke type shit mm. and we were also going through like a civil not a civil like a civil rights movement essentially you know what i'm saying yeah With eric garner and amar ahmad arbery um and you know everything that was ramping up at the time with the riots and things like that uh i just kind of felt like i needed to express myself uh and i i heard that beat he sent he's saying he sent me a uh, beat package and i heard that beat and i'm like man something like needs to be done to me. <laughs> yeah justice like i don't even, i don't know if i know one thing i know i'm writing a song to this beat immediately and i sat there on my couch and i wrote it and um and then I went, I think, to the studio either like the following day or following weekend and finished it and uh, had my homies from high school for a music video and we shot it real cinematic and it was, it was nice. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. So, um, just we're getting to the end of this, man. I just like looking ahead, what kind of impact do you hope that your music has on people? Mm. I hope that it like a shows you that you can do whatever you want to do because if you follow me you know i like work at this shit on a daily basis and like really love doing it um i'm a people person so i guess you know being extroverted makes this easier yeah uh, <laughs> you know but i hope that like people get from my music a you can do whatever you want to do and be where you want to be if you put in you know the effort and time it takes because yeah, there are one-hit wonders and people who blow up off of one song, you know what I'm saying? But who are the people that are lasting in the game type shit? That's who I should be, you know? Yeah. That's who, I'm, that's who I am. That's what I'm trying to, you know, show everyone else. Yeah. 
that's what's up man i i applaud you like i said i um i thought you were dope i thought you were dope <laughs> um just i'm still not sure how you came across me but when you send me your music and oh shania duh but uh when really yeah she sent your music to me really yeah is that <laughs> because I, I was thinking well no no how i heard about you was different though so that's what's tripping me out because uh cody brunch bunch yeah yeah that's one of my homies from like john wood like that's you know how i'm so connected with quincy yeah um, uh yeah he was like i i he would, I would, I would, he would always see me posting my music on Facebook. He was like, yo, come do a show in Quincy. Like, I know I know a guy who does shows in Quincy. I'm like, all right, man, tell him I'm down. Like, tell him I'll do it. Give yeah. Me information. And he actually did, and I reached out. And that's how I think I – so I'm confused on how she showed you my music because I only knew her from the first time I went down there. Really? No, she's yeah. – I have your name and two other people – and then Cody sent me you and another person. Because Cody sent me you after she had already mm-hmm. told me. Really? Yeah. And that's why I was like, okay, if two people are telling me, then it's I might as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. My boy. Okay, so that's my boy Winston's girl. Oops. That's, <laughs> that's my boy Winston's girl. And... Winston's like super been one of my biggest like supporters. He was my teammate at John Wood. And yeah. then after we both went off and did our little thing, he's always fucked with my music and he's always trying to get me to perform down in like St. Louis, Quincy type area. And so the fact that he made that connection and got it to you, which is before Cody, which is that's super dope. That just means it was yeah. gonna happen. Well, and I don't want to say because Cody might have sent sent me your info before because I've been doing this since 2018, and mm, okay. I, dude, I was very unorganized, and a lot of people were coming at me, and I was like, "Hold up, like I'm just trying to figure <laughs> it out." So he could have said something earlier too, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she mentioned it, and then he was like, "You really need to, you know, fuck with my bro," and he sent me a song too. I was just like, "All right, so if y'all both saying it right now." And then you came and you killed that shit. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, I, I'm making a point to be like someone who's going to be good performing. Whether there's five people there, whether there's five hundred people there, to me, I look out and it's like three hundred. So that's how I treat every show. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's a good mindset to have, man. So uh, as we end this, where can people follow you and support you? Um, you're actually going on road too. I, I don't know if this will be out in time, but you're going on road too. If you want to speak about that real quick too. Oh, I, you can find me everywhere on any platform for anything at G R double O V Y N I L O. Uh, that is groovy Nilo. And, um, I am going on tour soon. I'm opening up for a homie. I'm not going to say who it is just yet. It'll be released surely here in the next couple of days. Please pay attention to my socials. Um, but I will be in Chicago to start, uh, Seattle, L.A., and then Raleigh, North Carolina after that. First time in some of these places? First time in all of them. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I've never been to Seattle, never been to LA, never been I've been to Davidson, North Carolina, but never Raleigh. So That's what's up, man. Have fun. LA's awesome. We went out to LA. Yeah. We threw we threw a bad show in LA and it's still and it was still a good time. So it was <laughs> what do you mean by a bad show? Um my DJ's house burned down. We didn't get our sound equipment um that we were supposed to have, so we just made adjustments. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we threw a bad show and it was still a good time. So <laughs> somebody's house burned down and it's still a good time. I fuck with yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was going through it and it sucked, but you know, I can be mad like he just lost everything. Why would I be, you know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sympathize with them though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but with that said, thank you again for sitting down with me, man. It's been a pleasure and I hope to work with you again in the future. Oh, we definitely will. Uh, I would definitely do that summer thing, uh, the summer show. But, you know, I'll be out of town. Next thing after that, I'm with it. All right. Bet, man. Peace. Peace. King. King.